Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Suave. Yes, sir. What it do, man? I don't care what the state of Texas or the CDC says you can do after being vaccinated. I want my six feet of separation. Be thankful I'm not on my little old vibe demanding 50 feet. Management. Man, what the hell are we talking about? We coming in this bitch with a bang. I w- we were going to talk about it anyway, but I was definitely wasn't speak- expecting it to come out like this. But nah, just turn up. We we from the from the start. Shout out to Wiz, Wiz Khalifa and Currency. Yeah. So let's see where the the CDC has come out to say that. No, 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 not TDC. We ain't fucking with them. We ain't fucking with them. <laughs> this ain't got nothing to do with TDC. Everybody is going to be free. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control. If you, if you there you go. To Clarify it, down, it. The CDC, not the TDC. And I, I, I know you're going through a few things over there right now, but your hearing shouldn't nah. be affected by it. No, 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 no. Everything's good. Everything uh, is good. No, no TDC, no, no DDC, 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 oh, <laughs> you feel me? Not DCCCD, not that. Wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to pull this crap up. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, they, let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, the CDC has given their, their new guidance. It says, basically, if you are fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask outdoors unless you're in the crowd. How is that any different from the way things have been moving over the last, oh, I don't know, 15 months? Uh, There's so many contradictions. I just, yeah. I'm going to let y'all handle it. Like I said, I still want my six feet. I want all six of my feet. And I'm still I'm still masking up. I don't I don't care what who says what. I want my six feet. I have I have uh, invested in a very uh, durable and sporty mask collection. <laughs> yeah, I must say you are very very equipped with your mask collection, sir. Yeah, I, I have gone through the through the full evolution of wearing masks. Where like you evolution. It's a mystery. The N95, then you've you know you've gone through the whole PPE phase, and then you do the cloth phase. Not to be confused with TDE. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) You feel me? When is the new Kendrick album coming? That's all I want to (laughs) know. Shout out to Absol and Schoolboy Q. Shout out to all of them. (laughs) Straight up, all of them. Hey, last one. Man, do you do you know I had the privilege? Shout out to Samuel, shout out to Pion, shout out to Seven Knuckles. I had the privilege of DJing for PS the Rebels when they opened up for Kendrick Lamar. And 
unbeknownst to me, the the superstardom that Kendrick was upon, I just know I left the green room because I saw that on his rider he had a pack of polo socks un uh, unpopped along with Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <"Okay>, wait, what? <laughs> you heard what I said. I actually have a, a pack of unpopped polo socks in Hennessy. Yes. <laughs> this is is a- this part of the rider? Yes. This is in the green room. Part of the rider. Yes. Ha! I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love and, it. And at, at the time, like I, I was familiar with riders, but I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with the uh, with the unnecessary flex of a rider. Right. The unnecessary. Oh my god. The unnecessary flex of a rider is for those who are dumb enough to actually adhere to it to see if you're actually going to go through with it. The player. Wait, but the, here, but but here's the thing. <laughs> Shout out to Triple H. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you do not follow here's the guidelines of the rider, it is considered a breach of contract. But a lot of times can, they 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 do that just to fuck with you. I mean, this is true. Like some people, yeah, they do it just to, to to mess with people and all that other stuff. However, it's like reading the fine print. For any of you who ever seen <laughs> Drumline, and they tell you to read the whole handbook from cover to cover, he who does not read this book will have his head shaved. Well, he who does not fulfill the contractual items in the rider is subject to forfeit of deposit. Man, <laughs> like if I if I wanted to be a jerk, it'd be like, look. Um, the deposits are non-refundable. You have not fulfilled the terms of the contract, which means you have breached this contract. I'm free to go. <laughs> so unless you're going to find the stuff on my list and or pay me and and not a nominal fee, but a phenomenal, a phenomenal fee, fee to oh, replace the wait, fact that oh, you have not fulfilled the there terms of my contract. There it is. If you're not gonna drop that off and sock it to my pocket, I can tell you right now, I'm on my way out. Cold, gas up the pace. We finna slide like an ice storm. So we 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 stepping on uh, trap almanac territory here now, but I mean, I mean, we are the Broken Pencil Booking Company, uh, pro wrestling podcast infused with hip hop and radio so, I mean, show. And radio show. So I mean, you have to infuse some hip hop, and then we just educated some people about what a writer is. So it's, it's the fine print of a contract. So if I say I want a box of Popeye's chicken and three pairs of white Air Force Ones, all low top, and we sign the contract and agree on it, and you don't have my three pair of forces and my chicken, <laughs> I can I can go home <laughs> until said chicken and said Air Forces have been delivered, or whatever I decide that you know works in place say say I put it in the rider that if I don't get these items then I need five grand to you know to balance it out <laughs> well let, let's let's uh let, let's back up here real quick let's go over this this one specific aspect of the CDC stuff so we can go actually get into the actual show I bet that quote in public settings it's hard to know if others around you have have been vaccinated or if they've increased risk for severe COVID-19. So the CDC continues to recommend that fully vaccinated people follow the guidance to protect themselves and others, including wearing a mask when indoors or in an outdoor setting or venue where masks are required. For instance, a city or, municip- city or municipality may continue to require masking at farmer's market, graduation ceremony, or youth activities. That's also, this is, that's, that's the end of the quote, but that's also to say that businesses still have their own mandate. Here's the issue that I have. 
you're the, the governor of the state of Texas, Governor Wills Hot One. Um, he, he uh, Governor Joe Swanson, he he decided that. Uh, you should be hitting the bell for yourself after every one of these. <laughs> governor <laughs> Governor Ironside. <laughs> governor Xavier. <laughs> governor Tree McGee. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Go governor That's Blue and White Emoji. <laughs> Bruh. Yo. Bruh. It, it, at any rate, he, he has... Um, Back in, I guess it was what February, he decided that enough was enough, and that he was going to lift the public mask mandate to make it optional. But to get, the, them, people, but, <laughs> to get them people off your ass for for halfway freezing the state. But the the exceptions to that rule would be some government offices and private businesses. Why is it that at my place of employment that I deal with the unmitigated gall of the of the general public who decides that my governor says my governor says I don't have to your governor also said private businesses which you just walked into facts you don't have to be here you're choosing to deal or be dealt with and I've and there have been times where I've actually used that, that that phrasing. I shouldn't, but I have. I'm still employed, so I guess I'm doing something right. At any rate, all that to say this. I mean, Texas do whatever the Texas. hell you do. Texas is going Texas. Please stay six feet away from me unless I came into the building with you. And even even then, it's still going to be marginal, about six feet. I'm gonna. I'm actually looking to start enforcing my six feet like for those of you who've seen south park and you know uh cartman has had his social distancing stick i want to order one <laughs> so that i can keep people you know six feet because i'm six one six one and a half if i can't lay down in the space between me and you i feel threatened i feel like i'm i'm being crowded i do you one better suave i'm a six foot two man with an, a a very extremely large arm like I have a 38, 37, 38 inch arm. And I know that I also, haven't had my wingspan measured in a while, but continue. But I, I can assure you, you wear probably like a 35, 36 in a dress sleeve. I'm, 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 and I'm going to give myself a on that because I'm sure that's correct. If you and I stand mm -hmm. side by side and you extend your arm and I extend my arm and our fingertips don't touch because pause, um, I can guarantee you that that distance is going to be more than six feet. Right. That's the method that I live by every day. Like if I stick my arm out and your arm is, is equal to or shorter than mine and I can kind of add, you know, one or two together here and kind of figure it out. And I will gladly throw my arm out there and see where you at. And if you're too close to my arm, guess what, fam? I'm moving. I'm going to ask you to step back. One or the other. Depends on what I'm doing. But, see, that, and that's, that's usually my solution. I'm going to try to move so that you can get the hint because like like you just said you're six two i'm six one we're 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 not um we're, we're rather imposing figures we're, we're a tag imposing. team <laughs> let's keep with the book basically <laughs> basically <laughs> if akam and razor were a little taller and had facial hair <laughs> 
kind of sort of similar or like if you if you just see the whole NOI family out together at any point <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very it's very similar so yeah I try to move because if I just snap then it's like everyone immediately gets scared and then the si- the situation escalates from a 2 to a 12 real quick because yeah like you've, you've been in situations once you raise your voice everybody stops so you got to be careful, especially me. Got to be careful about when I decide to play that card. Because for for someone like myself, me raising my voice is like a small guy throwing a punch. And learned doctors of the microphone game, pause. You learn how to speak from the diaphragm and not from your throat. Right. I can project. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do decide to click off and, and really clock in on somebody. Everybody's going to feel it. it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to sound like a real life altercation and ain't nobody touched anybody. But in order to avoid a bunch of that stuff, it's like you move, you try to create your own space so that the person in front of you has their space, but nobody's behind you, like on on your back. And for whatever reason, there are still people that even in these 15 or so months that we've been following these uh, guidelines still don't understand personal space. And these are also the same ones that be glad to tell you, yeah, I've already had it twice. It, it don't bother me. It wasn't a thing to me. I didn't get sick. It's like, you going to make me pop, I'm sorry. pop you with I'm the back sorry, of my sir, hand. I'm sorry, sir. What you carrier? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but you have a mask on. So obviously, you know this is real. <laughs> on so, On whatever level you know it on, you have enough concern. Just stop crowding people's personal space personal space was supposed to be three feet even before all this started man now i'm glad it's at six feet so we can really set some boundaries like 18 inches like you like that was the most uh, like a psychology book from the 70s told you about the 18 inch bubble but let me tell you something that 36 inch bubble is real too you know what i'm saying like three feet three feet is what i was always taught personal space was and i always like to try to give people that unless we're just in a situation where it's impossible and i still don't like to be stacked on top of people wow it's the queen the queen is in the building you know what i'm saying (laughs) go ahead and come in yeah princess raya you feel me (laughs) open the door Come on, you bum. <laughs> All right, go ahead and say it. Hi. Hey, Princess Ray, what's happening? Good. You good? You guess we know what it is? It's past your bedtime. Yeah, I know. I know. Good night. Good talking to you. Okay. Okay, bye. Hands up, pencil down. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Love you. These are things that social distancing has taken away from us. <laughs> you, you feel me? These you moments feel me. coming these soon. Are the, these are the times. Man, cameo appearance from the princess, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Hey, hey, well, you know, men of a certain age, distinguished gentlemen, we out here, fathers to our children, husbands to our wives. Speaking of. <laughs> Pillars to our community. Speaking of, my firstborn. So give me all six of my feet. (laughs) My firstborn is about to graduate with her second certificate from a trade school since graduating from high school. 
You know Uh-oh. what I'm saying? My second, my second born is graduating cool loudly this weekend from Prairie View A&M University with a degree in kinesiology. Gang, gang, graduating with my niece who has a BS in chemical engineering. Congratulations to the niece. You feel me? Education first. I'm just saying we're over here building an empire. The future is in our hands. You, do you understand? And our futures look bright. Soon and very soon, you're going to pay the five and then five more. And speaking of future, no auto-tune. Um, you do what you want when you popping. The, really, really sorry right here. <laughs> yep, the whole reason we bring up this whole CDC shit is because AEW is going to be the first touring wrestling brand in the United States to go back to touring. As they announced last night on AEW Dynamite, first and foremost, let's go into today's date. You're listening to this on Friday, May 14th, but it's currently Thursday, May 13th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I say, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 2021. Amen. And on AEW Dynamite last night, they announced that they're going to open up uh, a full capacity crowd for Double or Nothing 3. In Las Vegas, 17,000 people in attendance in one of the U.S.'s biggest tourist attraction cities the weekend before Memorial Weekend. I I truly would have been more concerned had we just not done 40,000 at Texas Rangers opening day Bruh. here in, in, in the greater DFW area. I would have been way more concerned. For this, what they're doing, full capacity 17, pish. You can't front. <laughs> Texas already told you to hold a beer. Listen, so what we, we announced last week the list of, uh, of, of venues that were going to be on the touring for uh, for AEW for Dynamite. There, that list has been updated since we've uh, since we've reconvened or since we've convened last, should I say? Right. Um, let me go to the AEW touring schedule. Please and thank you. Because live events. All right. So this is off of the AEW uh, events website, which I, which I read off of last week. They've also started a Double or Nothing Fan Fest, which is official as of now. It's going to be on May, May the 29th. <laughs> oh, and I, and I apologize. Double or Nothing is on Memorial Sunday. So it's not the weekend before. It's on Memorial Sunday. So they really. That's, cri- <laughs> that's, that's cryptic as fuck. <laughs> on Memorial Sunday. We really finna get out here. Like, okay. Can I be the first person to say I really. I preferred AEW pay-per-views on Saturday. Like, I, I don't know. You, you won't. You, not only will you be the first or not be the first. You will also not be the last. That, I, I that like was, Saturday. That was like, their thing. Cool. It was their thing. Like they were, they had they had a, a carved niche to do pay per views on a Saturday unopposed. UFC was not in the same space as AEW. I don't know anybody nope. that that watched UFC pay per views uh, or and, and uh, AEW pay per views. I don't even know anybody who was mad because they had to choose between one or the other on on a night that AEW had a pay per view. They do what five a year, six a year at the most. Yep. So they never really clash all that often. And even still, like. It's not, and even even if they did, just get more liquor and chicken wings and watch them both. There you go. 
because the BR app has actually become real, real smooth over the last couple of years. I must we, admit. We've, we've grown to understand that like it's going to make improvements. Um, and they've been subtle, but they've been improvements nonetheless. Right. Now, if we can get to that old school viewer's choice pay-per-view style where like 10 minutes after the, the live feed is over, you start the replay. If Man, we can listen. get to that, <laughs> then you got then you got action. Because right now it's like you damn near gotta wait to the next day to be able to rewatch what you just paid for. Because bitch, clouds. <laughs> so fast forward though, we got uh Miami, Florida, July the seventh, July fourteenth, a week later, Cedar Park, Texas. A week later, July twenty first. Garland, Texas. Oh, Garland, Texas. Well, that's which for those of you who are not from this area, Garland is basically just a suburb of Dallas, which is the home base for the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Show and Radio Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show infused with hip hop. Um, yeah, Gar- Garland is very much within shooting distance, and I have a feeling that they're going to be posted here for quite <laughs> some time because. Cedar Cedar Park, if I'm not mistaken, is a suburb of Austin, right? You're correct. Um, but then there's they're going to be in Houston on August the 18th. So two back to back dates in Texas, and then three weeks after that, or four weeks after that, a date in Houston. And I guarantee you, that's probably because um, the Curtis Colwell Center was booked for graduation. And Texas is Texasin. <laughs> yeah, Texas, Texas going to Texas. So like graduation season is no longer a drive by. We, <laughs> I won't say we, but they are gathering and turning up like that's that's what's popping. So yeah, graduation season is back rocking because like I went to go try to check the price of the tickets because the last time AEW was in this area, uh, they were in the same building, the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland, and it's um, how do you describe this venue? It's uh, not an arena. It's a it's a it's an amphitheater. It's a yeah, it's like uh, an amphitheater like slash convention center type thing. But but and not and not amphitheater in the sense of where it's outside, more of a um man, what like like I guess like a like a like a play stage. Like a like a theater. House of Blues kinda, House of Blues comes to mind with chairs. Kinda sorta. Yeah, like not quite Carnegie Hallish, but it's right. it's it's not an arena. It's not quite an arena. The capacity is not quite there for it. So it's, it's like it's, it's, like, a, it's like a horseshoe bowl. So it's not co- it's not complete circle. You know, you can play basketball in it, but why would you? It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of graduations and a lot of uh, like rodeo stuff that happens there. And, on a regular and, spe- and speaking events, You're right? And I've seen some arena football played there before because I've actually been there. On a non wrestling trip, but the I say all that to say we've been in there before, and the last time, which was the first time that AEW was here during the inception, um, the that, I think want to say I want to say that's the the same show that Griselda was at. They were front row. The front row seats at that show were in upwards of nine hundred dollars before the scalpers got hold of the tickets. <laughs> Price just went up. So I I went to go look and see. Okay, let me try to gauge this because I'll be I'll be perfectly frank. If I'm going to an event, unless we super deep and doing it for the camaraderie, I need to be in a suite or the front row. So 
I'm looking online right now, and they only have the pre-show, uh, or pre-sale rather. Uh, but I don't even know if they're if they're nope, they're not on sale yet because they have there's no, a password. By the time by the time pencil broken pencil nation hears this, they'll be on sale because they go on sale Friday the 14th. But let me put in perspective for you. There's a Juneteenth hip hop show at the same building. Featuring re- featuring Young Blue, Lil Dirk, Pooh Shiesty, Mooski, Emilion, and Art of Ratchet. Tickets I know, range. Uh, I know about three or four off of that list. Tickets range from eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars. For the wait for the concert. Yep, that's about right. Tech Nine's gonna be a gas monkey in uh, December, and it's yeah, it's about right. But still, like, like that's putting it in perspective. Now, if we want, if we really want to do some digging here, uh, you want to you want to do dynamite or you want to do uh, double or nothing for the ticket prices? Uh, do double or nothing because it's first. All right, so <clears throat> so double or nothing May thirtieth in Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. We're wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Double or nothing this year is in Vegas. Yeah. Why did I? Why did I just read like a, a graphic that said it was going to be full capacity at Daly's place? Full capacity. Oh wait. Oh, it, it, I'm, I I stand corrected. Yeah, I'm looking as I look right at this. Yeah. So seven. So wait a minute. So Daly's place can hold seventeen thousand. Yeah. Bruh. Going rock for rock, baby. <laughs> Well, that's in, that's insane considering they've been doing shows there for last year and anywhere from two hundred to two thousand. It hey, it took a lot to get there. Pre-sale starts on the fifteenth, so I guess we gotta wait. Pre-sale starts for what? Double or nothing on the fifteenth? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, unless you're gonna try to buy a show, uh, buy a ticket for like. Well, now none of them tours, none of the tour stuff, especially for Texas, is open. Cause yeah, all of that stuff's supposed to drop tomorrow. Actually, uh, let's see, I think they yep. So they got Miami. They have Miami open right now. Okay, let's let's look at Miami's ticket prices. All right, this is going to be what's the arena here? This is at the James L. Knight Center. Because they attempt to attempt to hook you in by saying tickets starting at thirty bucks. Please know those will be the the seats that like just inside the parking lot, like. You can see your car and the matches at the same time because <laughs> of the window at the top of the building. You can see out the window to see your car and see the matches at the same time. And those tickets will go first. Between so, scalpers and people who just want to be there on the cheap, those will not last an hour. So apparently they've already gone nuts with these tickets, right? In, uh-huh. my, in Miami. Uh, the ringside seats are all gone. How much though? Uh, no, no, but they're gone. So you, we don't know. You can't even price them. They're gone. They're sold already, Bruh. There's only two. There's only two sections open that are available for for buy. We need a lifeline. One of them is about mm, ten o'clock from the ring. The other one is about twelve thirty from the ring. And the one that's twelve thirty is is pricing tickets at about, actually it's a pair for two seventeen. That ain't bad. 
And actually, both of them are the same. Well, I'll actually, hold on. Let me check this one up. Adjust your search. Uh, let's see here. Let me do this by four. And see, that was that was kind of the other thing I was I was wondering about. I was like, hey. Uh, oh, no, that, I'm sorry. That's 217 each with a group of four. Aha. And then the one okay. and the ones in the 10 o'clock spot are 110 for uh, each for a group of four. OK, so, yeah. That's about right. So you probably gonna be in the three, four, five range to sit front row. The thing I was trying to figure out was, was this just gonna be everybody's on a free for all buying tickets, sitting wherever, or were you gonna be able to like do the whole three, four, five, six to a section if you are all going together type thing? Um, I think you can, but they're only selling them in twos and fours for what's left. But it's it's just interesting that they're that they're going to this like this fast. It's, because like we don't know how long they've been planning this. They literally announced it last night, and we're talking like fifteen day, well, eighteen days prior to a major event. That's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. People itching to get out the house, bro. They gonna do whatever, whenever. That's already Florida. It's Miami. They popping in Miami no matter what. They ain't been on quarantine. Well, ain't nothing stopped nothing in Miami. I'm, and now Texas, Texas is like, okay, well, I might as well jump in the pool too. <laughs> so I, I'm I am happy to say that I am vaccinated, regardless of the whys <laughs> behind the what. Um, I, I'm I, if it works, great. If it doesn't, I mean, I learned a lesson. Hopefully, it's not a lesson of my life. But you know, I <laughs> I'm I, happy to say that I'm going to continue wearing my mask and declare that I want six feet wherever I wherever possible. And same on that for me too. <laughs> You might. You I don't. Know, give, yeah. I don't give a damn who shot what in where. Back up. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you on me like that. Now, just understand this too. If I'm in a restaurant, don't expect me to wear my mask. If I'm eating food, don't even. Don't even come. You know, they, they, we offer that. Well, well no. Nah, nobody's. Nobody's expecting that. If you're in the process of dining, then you know. Man, there are people. Uh, there are people who are who are questioning those who wear masks or who don't wear masks in, in buildings where you're actually consuming goods by mouth. Like no, once you sit down to eat, like I mean, I thought that was pretty well understood. If you were gonna brave the elements enough to go sit down and eat somewhere, <laughs> once you sit down, that's pretty much the green light for you to take your mask off. While we uh, are talking about AEW, we uh, we talked about blood and guts prior to the show, and haven't talked about it after the show. The biggest news coming out of that show was the fact that we saw one of the bloodiest war games esque. I'm going to say that because it's basically the, the the way Dusty Rhodes had intended War Games to be is how this match was. Two rings enclosed by a cage. Um, and, you know, first the first two enter for five minutes and then everybody else enters in two minute increments thereafter. Once the last person enters the ring, the match officially begins and the match can only end uh, by surrendering or by submission. Yep, Submit or surrender. And uh, the finish comes as Chris Jericho climbs to the top of the cage, and it's threatening. Why can't they off. find Gary Michael Capetta to to announce the rules? Like, why couldn't we do that? <laughs> they can find him. He's a oh, he's pretty he's pretty accessible. Hasn't he been on AEW television? Uh, I think he was on there once. Right. Just bring him back for that. Just let him do that. <laughs> Just the, it's the little things. 
And just the fact that he announces in incomplete sentences, this is what gets it for me. <laughs> I, it was iconic that he that he always announced incomplete sentences. It's the incomplete sentences for me. What's what's the what? How did he announce? Uh, let's see here. From Tampa, Florida, two hundred forty-two pounds, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> right up, straight Just like that. Ready. Let's get ready. <laughs> and his opponent. And then you start hearing Van Vader's music. From the Rocky Mountains. 357 pounds. Vader. Vader. <laughs> Vader, Vader ain't never been three. What would you say? Two what? I said, three, I said 357. <laughs> He ain't never been 357. <laughs> Maybe when he was the baby bull in AWA. <laughs> he, yeah, he was in Japan or he was still playing for the Rams or something. Like, I remember when he debuted, when he beat up the Z Man at, at uh, the Great American Bash. <laughs> Jim Ross immediately said this man was 399. <laughs> 399 the whole time. And this is where Vader had the full mask on, not the not the leather mask that he became famous for. He had the mask with the bottom half of the chin cut out. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, so what what is your takeaway from Blood and Guts? Because the, the match ended when Chris Jericho was teased to be pushed from the top of the cage. And Inner Circle basically said, "Don't you've gone too far. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. We quit. We quit. We quit. Maxwell Jacob Friedman pushes him off the top of the cage. He falls about 20 feet to a um, floor, as I say that loosely. And <laughs> Okay, yeah, and, there's so and, many things. And, so many things. And now the only injury we get from him is a dislocated elbow, which I'm thankful it wasn't worse than that. Thankful he's protected, but the imagery. Let, suave, if you will. Okay, so let's start with the match itself. The match itself was not bad. Although it was Gruesome. a potato bar. Gruesome. It was brutal. <laughs> brutal, and it was a potato bar. So there was a lot of people that got some stiff shots. It looked like a lot of those a lot of those people bleeding were not supposed to be bleeding quite as much as they were. I uh, mean, we, we lost like, we lost San, was it Santana we lost because of a fork of uh, an errant fork use? Yep. <laughs> okay, indefinitely gone. <laughs> you, you thought it was a game? And see, that's the part I'm like, bruh, like you do realize you don't have to you don't have to deathmatch me. You don't have to kayfabe the HJ all the way. Bruh. It's, it's just not necessary. Like in this day and age, I would prefer that you entertain me while protecting each other than to be like, oh, I'm gonna get a real life cheese grater and saw it, saw it across his head because I want this to look legit. Nick Cage, um, Dark Side of the Ring. On yeah, we'll get <laughs> we'll absolutely get to that because that's a whole other conversation. That's a different road. <laughs> dead I, dead I, ass. I, I saw thirty minutes of it. Continue though. <laughs> but but other than that, like the match was cool. It's, it felt like they planned for too much time for the live blood and guts because towards the end, you could tell people were fatigued and stuff was starting to get sloppy, and that's when people get really hurt. I.e., errant fork. You get get forked up. Um, knowing what I know now about Jericho coming back the next week with an arm brace on, now I feel like him falling off the top of the cage was too too unnecessary. Like this this didn't help anybody. If he wasn't being written off television, and then he comes back with an arm brace the next week, 
when they're spraying wine in like a, a attitude era rehash. That's all it was. That, matter of fact, that's all yesterday was. Was the was it seemed like because we had what the Ric Flair Shawn Michaels reenactment by the young the the, the Block Control Express. That was the Load Warriors. So tasteless. Um, there was something else that happened that was that was vintage too. Besides the uh, champ, a little bit of the bubbly mania. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of cheesy, just tongue in cheek inside joke. We're trying really hard to be. We're trying to be cutting edge at the same time, trying to figure out our own identity, but we can't help trying to poke fun at the competition in a war that's supposedly not a war. Hey, here's a newsflash. From someone who's done radio off and on for the last 20 years, you know the easiest way to get the attention off of the other competition? You don't acknowledge them. You know the easiest way to get the attention on the competition? Acknowledge them in a negative light. Here's game from me to you. Factual. For a nominal fee. Soon to be. <laughs> a phenomenal fee. We will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. Man. Like <sighs> the rules of it, the rules of engagement do not change regardless of the battlefield. Just at any it, rate. It doesn't change. But it, at any rate, the, the match itself was cool. I now knowing what you know a week later, it's like, uh, Jericho taking that bump. You don't write him off television with it. You actually end up having to write Santana off TV, who was trying to revive Chris Jericho at the end of, end of that episode. And you had to bring Jericho back to television because you lost Santana, a legitimately Thanks. injured Chris Jericho. Facts. Like, so, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a lot of corny stuff. And then the there's a, there's a contingent of people on the internet that are like, you know, they feel like, there, it's a backlash for people who are being critical of AEW because the way the, the fall was shot did not help the fact that they went the extra mile to protect Chris Jericho taking the fall. That, so I do I do not fault AEW for trying to protect Chris Jericho as much as possible. I fault the production team for not shooting it differently. You could have done so much better because you have all the money, all the tools, and all the talent to do so. It was just... You, <laughs> you got to start sourcing the right production company because now this is twice in the last quarter that you have had some type of special effect or some type of grand reveal or big, huge spot planned that fell short, not because anybody botched anything, but because... It just looked bad. There's, there's a malfunction. <laughs> there's a malfunction in the products you use. How about this? So, so let, let's put in perspective for for the people, right? So, for we'll say now two decades, WWE has been using uh, silver spray paint on wooden ladders for ladder matches, and it's only been within the last what five years that we actually realized that those ladders were wooden. Thanks. Whereas in WCW, they were actually using uh, steel ladders with the exception of a gimmick ladder or two, a la the unmentionable when he won the championship on that ladder and then quit with the with, with the belt. Now, we'll keep it a thousand. Like in the early days of ladder matches in WWF slash WWE, there were some real life Home Depot ladders being used. Oh, no, we 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 
for, I'm not counting those. I'm purposely left those out. Shawn Michaels okay. and uh, Razor Ramon? No. <laughs> yeah, so every, everything from the first one in 92 at Survivor Series all the way up through 94, 95. We're talking and like... Through 98 when Triple H and, and The Rock had theirs. I don't think they started painting painting uh, ladders until... After WCW, which again, has been about 20 years. It might be like past TLC. I, actually, no. I... It, if if TLC wasn't painted ladders, TLC is what we got painted ladders. I'll I'll ride with you on that. I'll say you know TLC is what would <laughs> would probably started painted ladders, but yeah, those don't know. Wood breaks a whole lot easier than sheet metal. Just know that facts. And well, fire, and, and TLC and, and TLC is when they actually started doing bumps off the top of the ladder. Right. And also so you can you can blame Jeff Hardy for that. And fiberglass will cut you when it splinters. So yeah, you have to yeah. All of that. I just caught a all chill. <laughs> so yeah. So like for the for the bump edge took that one year when they actually reported that he died on the way to the hospital just trying to be trying to be controversial. <sighs> Cause this is that's the era of like you know, message boards during pay-per-view. Like, no yeah. one has any real knowledge, but all of a sudden, a rumor will get started and it'll run off. Straight it's pre-Twitter. Straight BB, BBSs. <laughs> Bulletin board servers. That's all you had for, for yeah. your live chat experience. So, where everybody, everybody air quotes had the same amount of clout, so you couldn't just quickly vet. Like, this motherfucker has eight followers. He This is not inside knowledge. Like, this is <laughs> So if so if you if we if we're talking about painted ladders for the for the uh for the uh idea of an illusion to be created, right? And uh-huh. and it still looks and sounds like metal, why can't you paint the backside of a this this flake board that you put down to protect Jericho's fall that you had painted like diamond cut great, diamond cut steel, you could have done the same thing so- on the backside. To create the illusion, so people like me wouldn't have been like, like, oh, this is fucked nah, up. Nah, because you weren't supposed to shoot it like that. You were supposed to shoot him from overhead falling. So when he hit the ground, all you saw was the impact. We saw we, we saw the broken wood, which was which should have been metal, or sorry, which was supposed to be the illusion of metal. I can't say should have been because we want them safe. We don't want them to die. He fell on top of an airbag that was underneath plywood that was underneath roof shingles. That still had an airbag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but again, this is not a knock on AEW for protecting the performer. I wish they had done more to protect people inside the cage. But for him to take that fall, sure, protect him as much as possible. Because we saw what happened when you didn't protect somebody with Matt Hardy. Right. Almost bust his cantaloupe. <laughs> so no, 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 no wasn't, wasn't almost. He did bust his cantaloupe. He did. He just didn't bust it open. <laughs> he he almost spilled all his produce. <laughs> he came up just short of spilling his produce on aisle three, but which now that makes it like three catastrophes in the in the lifespan of AEW. Matt Hardy almost bust his coconut. And then this uh, exploding barbed wire death match that, that went off with Roman candles. <laughs> and now this <laughs> went off with this, a sparkler. <laughs> yeah, the, the, what we'll refer to from now on is the plywood plunge. It is like, bro, we are the worst. 
You ha- <laughs> no, but no, we're just clever. We know how to name stuff. It's, it's people sitting up saying way worse. They're just not as clever and they're not as funny. <laughs> but <laughs> it just everything was cool. Had they shot it from a different angle, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I, I, I encourage you to, to protect your performers in all aspects whenever possible. Try not to be sloppy. All of these things. I just know shoot, that, shoot that from a different angle. I just, shoot it from an overhead cam. I just know you're gonna have a lot of workshops going into uh, double or nothing because, especially being a daily's place, seventeen thousand people, largest show you've had in over a year, and it's it's your WrestleMania. It's legit your first pay per view. This is the one. This is bound for glory for Impact. This is WrestleMania for WWE. It's, this is uh, final battle for Ring of Honor. Like this is all what everything that you that you want to represent your company for the largest amount of eyes your company gets to see on that on a yearly basis this is what we're going to get on sunday may 30th 2021 but but like but keep it a thousand like looking at AEW's pay-per-view schedule can we really say like we want to name double or nothing as the the flagship event but it is is really yeah it is is. yeah we in that in in which case it's not on us to decide it's on them to decide and that that definitely is their flagship event. I sort of differ on that. Like it, it kind of is for us to decide. I mean, like when they give us the, the wherever they give us the best show that we give the best reaction to is like okay, that's the one we're looking forward to. Like I feel like they've done better with Revolutions. I totally agree. Like Revolution has been their flagship. It feels like that's the one. Double or nothing just happened to be first. I I think. If Especially with this match lineup. That's the other thing that's like, okay, if this was the WrestleMania, if this was the culmination, if this was the event that we that we just explained that it's supposed to be, Adam uh <clears throat> Adam Page will be getting ready to be crowned. Versus having a match to be crowned, which was at a revolution. Well, right. that wasn't at a revolution, was it? What's the second pay-per-view of the year? The one in September. Gonna be hard pressed for me to remember all the names. Of yeah, the but I, I I thought I, for something for some odd reason I thought the second one was Revolution, but then I just thought about they just had one in February. Uh, yeah, double nothing Revolution. What's so so it is Revolution. But but Revolution has the the reputation for the best matches for the the. It's just been a better event, and I probably feel like that's where you're gonna end up getting uh, Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Right now, Kenny Kenny's in a filler match. He's all in all out. That's filler. what we're thinking about. All all, all out. out. Yeah, that. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I finna say is like, hey, some man, right? Yeah, all all out should be the flagship. Double or nothing is the first one. Oh, that's that's like their homecoming. That's like Slammiversary. All out should be their flagship. You're absolutely right, but but still, revolutions have been better. Facts. So um, we'll see how much that change. And the reason I said that is because I've heard like from different listening to different podcasts, especially one with uh, Eric Bischoff, where he felt like Halloween Havoc was their flagship pay-per-view under his tenure. Under, whereas, under his tenure, yes. Whereas historically it was Starcade because Starcade was that part, quote unquote first. That part. And and when asked about it, he felt like it was more Halloween Havoc than Starcade. And then I think even Super Brawl came up. 
But I mean, but, but even for the couple of years that they did it, even Hog Wild was up there. That was serious. It was serious. It's just uh. they they had the crowd and they had the matches. That doesn't necessarily mean that you had the, that they had the appeal. Because anytime you put that many Harleys in the building and still get a crowd of like you know thirty forty thousand people outside that you can't sell tickets to, man, <laughs> that that's like, bro, it might be 10, 12, 30, however many thousand people here. We ain't made a dime. A dime. You giving away a, a free dime. show and then hoping we people out, buy it on pay per view. We out here doing charity. Ain't nothing flagship about that. Yeah. Um. As we continue on, a couple of pieces of news here real quick. One, Zelina Vega was apparently seen backstage at, uh, was it NXT? Is she killing uh, Savio Vega? Well, the, <laughs> the performance center, not NXT, but at the performance center, filming content. Do you, if first of all, if you're WWE, you're stupid not to offer her a contract, considering why you let her go to begin with. But if you're Selena Vega, if you're Thea Trinidad, do you resign? Depends on how big the bag is. Because here, here's here's the thing. Um, hopefully, her previous, hopefully. Her previous, here's the thing. Right. Her previous booking, her previous booking partner is gone. So unless she was gonna pick up and try to resurrect uh, Garza's career in the same way that she did for Andrade. In NXT, that is that path is probably dead. So, do what's you, your plan B? Do you? I tell you what. We, well, I would like to see is a resurrection of her husband's career. Do you put them two together? That's that was going to be the point I, I kind of faded towards. Because how do you how do you placate someone who's upset? You make them happy. It's the only thing you really can do. So in this particular situation, he's employed, his wife isn't. How are you gonna make how are you gonna make him happy? First thing you need to do is, is book him in storylines that matter. <laughs> no, first of all, you gotta book him, period. Before you get to storylines that matter, you gotta be booked, period. You gotta get out of catering. But will but do you think that he even wants to be booked with his wife? Like, have we heard or seen anything that says edgewise? No, but he may. It may not be where she, you know. It may not be he. She has to be booked with him. It may just be. Look, as a show of good faith, I think y'all need to put some money back in her pocket because what y'all did was wasn't. It wasn't up. Like everybody made their point. She she broke away. WWE, you know, put their foot in the ground with their stance. Everybody's had their chance to kind of, I guess, cool off. And here's the other thing. I made a joke about it earlier. But all things considered, this isn't exactly as much of a joke as it may sound like. Johnny Ace is out here signing all the talent for Hot Girl Summer. Price just went up. Price, price just went up. Man, listen. <laughs> like, like you just said last week, basically, they kicked Mickey to the curb to bring back Eva Marie. Even though I believe that's not as true as we've said it. But because it's funny, I'm gonna, we're going to continue to say it. And 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 also, if you really feel some some, some kind of way about us saying Mickey James, erase Mickey James. Insert random women wrestler who got fired here: Peyton Royce, um, um, Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea Green. Uh, uh, what's uh, my homegirl from other homegirl from the Iconics? Uh, 
Peyton Royce and see if we if we weren't thinking about it, we could tell you. Uh, it's that, it, it happens like that every time. <laughs> and I, I literally Billy just Kay. said she was hilarious. Bi- Billy Kay. Billy Kay. And I just said she was hilarious in WrestleMania in her role. Those three got let go, plus, you know, probably whoever else. And then there were women let go the last round of cuts uh, the year before. So, but you see Johnny Ace is out here. You sign back Eva Marie. Selena Vega is rumored to be back in the fold. It's like, okay, I see what's going on. Like, <laughs> Johnny Ace said, to hell with this women's revolution. We finna go back to HLA days. <laughs> We finna get we finna get shit back popping. You want a you want a rating on Raw? Watch me turn up. Hey, hold, hold, I'm hold my all the talent. Hold my bra. You know what I'm saying? Hold my surfboard. Dude with attitude. Watch me get down. Hey, so let me let me go over. I guess this might end up turning into a quick mixtape real quick before we go into this last piece before we do uh before I play a little game. Um Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Successful Ooh, yeah. or no? Yeah, there you I'm successful or no, you just answered it. Um uh, Matt and uh Matt and Rebby Hardy. Successful in their own way. Uh Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Sitch. Famous for a whole lot of things other than wrestling. But even as a wrestling combo, successful or no? I watched ECW in the nineties, so yeah. That's that's specifically what I'm going for. Definitely not the body donnas. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, no. But here's the thing: I, I'm I'm almost certain the body donnas made a lot of money. Here's the thing: they, they they made a decent amount of money doing that, so I, I can't even trip. Right. Um, I I would buy a body donna shirt if I could get one right now. Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett. Uh, I didn't watch as much TNA when that was going on. I watched some, but not enough to gauge how successful that is. I'm gonna say not successful. Mm. Only because now, I mean, what, what's the, what's the barometer? What's the what's the criteria to say successful or not? Um, the people watch, and it was was what their contributions to the industry. Uh, what, what was their country? Were their contributions to the industry things that will last the test of time that people could go back and watch and enjoy? Uh, you're never gonna be able to get over the fact that that was Kurt Angle's wife. So but during the time that Kurt Angle was having the best run of his career, yes. So successful, hit the bell. Wow. Plot twist. Okay. Um. Uh, <clears throat> of course. So Dawkins and Bianca Belair. Let's 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 talk about Montez, this real quick. Montez, we're not doing wife. I'm sorry, Doc, you're right. I'm, 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 my bad. Ford, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair. She she only came with them from NXT to Raw briefly, maybe for about a month, but she didn't interfere in any matches. And in fact, she was involved in a mixed tag match once, or in a gender tag match. Well, it was that was mixed tag once uh, on Monday Night Raw. So I, I won't put her in the boat, but the whole reason I'm even bringing all these names up. Oh, Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis easily successful. They're they're the package deal in professional wrestling right now. Well, hell, I mean, don't forget uh, Trips and Stephanie. Well, I mean, I was I was purposely leaving them out because no, you can't you can't do that. They're like they are the they are the industry. <laughs> like, you feel what I'm saying? Like they are holding the strings for the puppets. We can talk shit all we want to, but but square to square, 
homie to homie, married man to married man, like, and then fan to fan, they are literally the string pullers of the entire industry. You're not going to get a bit of an argument out of me about that. Um, That's absolutely factual. So all that said, do you think that we can get any any remnants of that kind of memory from Vega and Aleister Black? Anything's possible if you book it correctly. However, I don't think WWE is trending in that direction because no one else is trending in that direction. And as we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, WWE as a corporate entity and a television producing product and a factory of content, they're more reactionary than proactive, reactive than proactive, which means is until someone else has some success doing something that's like anti-establishment or counter culture, basically you need an ECW. You need, you need someone to play the role of ECW and have a little bit of success. Not a lot, just marginal enough to show up on the radar. And then you'll kind of see, you'll see wrestling fans gravitate towards that. And then you'll see WWE start to adjust for it. I think we can agree. That's what they do. I think that we can agree that the only, only company on the radar right now that even has the inkling of possibility of doing something like that from a cult following because of their exposure and they're on their new home, it's going to be MLW. Is that an agree or disagree on that? I think I think it's an agree. Uh, they they have uh, serious enough characters, and then the way that Contra is presented, like damn near like a terrorist organization, like it's it's risque enough without being like overtly offensive. You have, and it's like it's real presentation. So you, I hope MLW does decent numbers. You have Arab but, presence. You have Samoan presence. You have uh, Latino presence. It's named Contra. Contra is one of the most controversial uh, entities in the history of American politics that wasn't in America. That and that's that's the fallback if anyone ever says anything. What does Contra mean? Controversial. Man, <laughs> like someone was on their A game when they came up with that. Dude. Or someone had rolled one when they came <laughs> up with that. Very well possible in MLW. Because you can see it like from when uh to, to kind of further elaborate my point, if you see how AEW kind of runs things, it, <laughs> when you watch AEW, you're gonna get what you get. Yeah. And you've seen WWE in different spots cherry pick things from AEW. You but, would but not a whole lot it. though. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot. It, it's a little small stuff. But, but when you see it, you you know. Like Retribution was kind of like they cherry picked the Dark Order. Dark Order, straight up. Well, Brody's Dark Order. Then you had uh, what you know, Kyle, Cool Kyle, Orange Cassidy. Yep. Um, what's another one? Like, what's another blatant one? Um, the the uh. The, what what the, the boys that they just got let go that's on that's that's popping up uh the rapping dudes uh max caster bruh minus the minus the rapping that's uh that's street profits yeah back and forth so they do it they yeah. they do it back and forth with the character development but when when wwe finds something that air quotes is working for aew 
they'll are, cherry are, pick but you're, and but then you're, put more polish Yeah, on but it. you're inherently talking about uh, WWE cherry picking AEW, not the other way around. But yes. But, right. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, when you flip it to the other side, it just looks like, you know, AEW's trying to mirror the big dog, which, you know, it happens. I mean, but, I, I mean, I, one one could argue, I mean, you already had the, the queen of all queens with Asuka. One could argue that they put the crown back on Asuka because of uh, the, uh, the the champion uh, over in AEW. Hikaru Shida. Just Thank because Shida. Of, of the newfound love affair of the internet wrestling fan with Japanese and Asian women wrestling. Man. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, like, WWE will pick up a, a turd and polish it into a diamond. They Pre- will do that because they have the production value to do that. Pressure does two a- things. It, it makes it breaks pipes or makes a diamond. Do you want to be rich or wet? <laughs> so, yes, they absolutely will do that. And like we explained a couple episodes ago, same thing with WCW. Once they change to a more reality-based program and then you get that, and then you have ECW, then you get the attitude error because they're reactionary. Where the market goes, so does WWE. So with more people watching AEW and them starting to break a million viewers on a regular basis in a time where wrestling's not doing fantastic numbers, they're just gonna borrow from what is air quotes working even though it may not be working people there's just as many people that hate watch AEW than just watch it to enjoy it mm-hmm. and, and on same that, with wwe at this point and on that note because we, we again this is going to be a, that that this right here is going to be a topic for of discussion especially as we get back to touring for weeks to come probably to the end of the year Fast. um and we got to keep an eye out on it too because uh, NXT just introduced a new faction last night, well on Tuesday night as well, which we'll definitely talk about next week because we, I, I made mention in, in last in the last episode about AJ Francis and how special of a talent he is. <laughs> he he threw my idea for him all out the window by popping up on, on NXT TV this week. <laughs> looks, looks like bumps in his future, fam. <laughs> wait 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 who, wait who popped up on NXT TV? AJ Francis. Oh yeah, he yeah 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 hit for records. <laughs> and that's that's like I don't it, I don't know if anybody told him this, and that was part of it. He looks like Suge. <laughs> he looks like the Suge Knight in that group, and then looks like Suge Knight separately as an entity. Yeah. So if that played into naming them Hit Row, I. I'm halfway intrigued, but it but it has to. The only reason I'm I'm gonna care is if they do a T-shirt with the Death Row vibe cover with their faces. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the merch. <laughs> somebody and somebody owes me a check if I see it after this episode comes out. Yeah. It's gonna be very interesting to see their their uh, their progress. But like I said, we'll. We'll talk about them more in depth next week because uh, there's some Swerve, there's, should, Swerve should save his head like Tupac. There's there's some people who are upset about Swerve's new direction, but you got to understand where Swerve came from in order to understand where he's going to. And yes, I really think I'm right there with you. Swerve has to get rid of that hair in order for people to take him seriously. And in, in, in this capacity, you can grow your hair back. You can't grow attitude back. Uh, I was being I was being funny, but I wasn't. Yeah, I, please, please, don't, please don't shave your head for these people. One don't more, one more thing. 
Uh, you you had some news on Bray Wyatt. Uh, I don't know if it's news as much as it's rumor. Like, um, just reading online that Bray may have taken a leave of absence to deal with some mental health issues. Which, in which case, we you know wish you a speedy recovery and uh want you to be healthy mentally. Thoughts and prayers go out to you. Yeah, just it's hard to to deal. Like when you read stuff like that on the internet, you almost like well, so we like to have some level of journalistic integrity, even you know, even though we're just kind of discussing the breeze as it passes through. Mm-hmm. But you just don't want to get out there with stories like this and be wrong. And it's like uh, we wasted time with this, and it kind of shakes our credibility because we just read anything. But um, just. Apparently, from what I'm reading, he's kind of he's still dealing with, you know, the death of John Huber and just really having some struggles, you know, keeping it together as far as mental health and all that. So that played into him not being on television now, uh, basically Alexa Bliss kidnapping the gimmick and even played into the finish of WrestleMania. Don't know how, how true any of those statements are. But if, if he is struggling with any sort of mental health issues, uh, we definitely wish him a speedy recovery and a full restoration to you know sound mind and body. Right on, because the one thing that we hate to see is a great wasted talent. And that man is so far ahead of his time that it, it'd be a shame if nothing came of what, what should have been the greatest gimmick since The Undertaker. And with that said, it's time for us to play a little game. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You say that bitch again. I know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. We say that bitch again. One, two, two, three. Get your tail out. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. One, two, two, three. Get your tail out. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. Hey, hey. And we back now at watch, it, man. Now watch, we done said that and Bray be on the pay-per-view Sunday. <laughs> we haven't played You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win since uh, since WrestleMania. We, I think we tried it, but we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uppercut, uppercut, I'll show you. <laughs> so WrestleMania Backlash has come up this Sunday. Let's go through the card as we have it right now. Of course, SmackDown is coming up uh, tomorrow, later today for you listeners. And hopefully we don't have anything additional coming out of this, but we're gonna run through this crowd, this card real, real quick, and see if we can oh, get this speak, going. Hmm? Speaking of which, before you do that, have you heard Roman Reigns' new uh, interest music? Because we ain't talked about that since we've been last since the last time we were on on the show together. I actually wanted to dissect that on next week's show. Bet that. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, for those Carry of you who don't on. know, Roman Reigns got new tunes, and because uh, we. It's it's been rumored for what a a year now, ever since he came back. So we're, ever since we're he came back shirtless, yeah. Ever since he came back shirtless, is <laughs> he should he should have had new music, and we finally with, got with it. The, yeah, with the self defined character of like the pro athlete slash mob boss who do the hit himself. There you go. Um, let's kick this off with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line with the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode versus the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic. Suave, who ain't going to win? A match that I could care less about. 
which is exactly why I made it first. <laughs> the Mysterios ain't going to win, but they probably should. Uh, I still, I, I'm on this theory that Dominic needs to go somewhere for a little bit. And I, I hope that this is the way that they, they get him to go somewhere. I don't care if it's NXT, if they go, if they send him back to Evolve or even to UK, get him off of WWE television. I'm not saying that he's not worthy. I just think that he's so young and he's so good that he could benefit from learning the style of other smaller like places. So that way he doesn't be, he doesn't have to be stuck in this luchador box. Ray Mysterio is five foot four, five foot five. Dominic is six foot two. There's absolutely no reason for him to be stuck in a luchador style being as tall as me. But that's my that might be part of the reason you don't want to send him to NXT because what's down there right now? With the exception of your heavyweight champion and maybe Bronson Reed, everybody's a damn cruiserweight. Yeah, I guess you got a point with there too. But but UK, man, I, I just think UK because of the ground more they're more of a grounded <laughs> style ground and pound style. Dominic would be considered a high flyer, but he could learn some of those ground techniques and incorporate that into his game. An Americanized Hispanic going over to the UK in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. You, you can you stay can you spell stir crazy because <laughs> that's exactly what he'll be in about eight weeks i can spell stir crazy your next match mm-hmm. <laughs> damian priest versus the miz and the lumberjack match suave who ain't going in the miz why why are we doing this you're putting him on tv because he has a show that's it why 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 is the lumberjack match the choice y'all ain't had that kind of beef for like I don't understand, bro. Like Damian Priest, that's like they're making him seem like he's the one that's been done wrong. They really need to turn him back heel. Like I, put Johnny Drip Drip in a shark cage over the ring. <laughs> I don't think after all the Owen Hart stuff, stuff coming around that we're going to see a shark ta- shark cage anytime soon on WWE television. Okay, okay, put the shark cage on the ground then. There you go. I, I'm with that. Or do, or do the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Put it up on a <laughs> Like just the lumberjack match, I'm like, this is 1995 at its greatest, bro. This is a uh, this is a very this is er- <laughs> that early in your house era. This is a very small pay per view card, and we've got two women's tag tag match, women's title matches on the line here. Um, Rhea Ripley for uh, who is your Raw Women's Champion taking on Oscar and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. Who ain't gonna win, Oscar? There's no way Oscar walks out of this match as the champion. Oscar's the odd woman out. Oscar's the only one who I I would suspect they want to have take a fall. Like if you actually want to get a real life finish in this match, Oscar's probably going to be the one to take the fall. I don't unless for those of you who saw Raw, unless they have finally heeded my wishes and given Charlotte some creative that does not revolve around the title. Huh. Meaning Alexa Bliss. I, she, you saw you saw that segment. Yeah, we saw, saw the way. segment. She's in, she's back there and she's looking at somebody. The only person that she could be possibly be looking at would be Charlotte Flair because they've never had any real beef. But the way they played it, everybody around the ring is looking at Alexa. She looks like she's looking at everybody else laughing. But for some reason, Charlotte just has a different look at her that makes it look like okay, she's the one. Yeah. Now they could swerve us and it'd be someone's completely different. It could end up being 
you know, Jax and or Baszler, or it could be, you know, whoever. But I feel like it should be Charlotte. And that would be, that's something for her to do that has meaning that can take up a lot of airtime, showcase that, that talent, showcase that person and not have to revolve around the title. Is Alexa Bliss a main event player? Yes or no? Yes. For that being said and being factual, if only in our worlds, because it is an opinion statement, but I think for us it's fact. A main event player only breeds uh, competition for main event players. And the only person that she that she could benefit from in a feud right now would be Charlotte because they haven't done it before. I mean, yes, and that's one way to look at it. But the same way we said when the Fiend character debuted, how how all of the options were so open and, you know, you didn't have to put him in the title picture, but you could at any time you wanted to. You just give him small missions to take care of along the way. It's the same thing for (laughs) Alexa Bliss. The walking video game, man. God, it's it's such a lost art. You feel what I'm saying? Like, just walk around and, and create different missions for yourself. Like... The fiend is mankind. Like we've we've kind of tumbled all the way through the progressions of like where we thought this was going to end up. Like first, I thought it was like evil Doink the Clown turned up to a thousand. <laughs> uh, once he debuted, we're like, oh, this has Undertaker potential. Uh, they've pretty much booked him out of that space, and that's like, okay, this kind of feels like early mankind ish. To where you could probably see Bray Wyatt do a split personality situation. Well, he's doing it now anyway. He just needs a third persona. Right on. And then and then he's Mick Foley. <laughs> Which might work out even better at the end because like he, he just needs to start doing comedy at this point. Or bring Mankind in to show him how it's done. To I re- vote for that too. <laughs> that would be that would be <laughs> hell of, that that'd be that'd be a hell of a uh, hell of a passing of the torch. Get Mick Foley in Firefly Funhouse is what's right for business. It's what's best for business. It's what's good for television. I want to see it. I'm going to tweet Mick, Mick Foley that as soon as we're done with this. That, on behalf of the BPBC, let go. Uh, on, on the SmackDown side for the Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Who ain't going to win? Bailey. End of discussion. There's You're not going to go from be, being the female version of... Uh, L.A. Drake or uh, L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, whoever you want to call him, to, to win to winning the championship because that's exactly what she is. Like she literally, Look, they, they literally gave her Eli Drake's gimmick as they signed L.A. Knight. Ba- Bailey deserves better. She just won't get it Sunday for the WWE Championship in a triple threat. Why? Why are the Raw titles both in triple threat matches? That's lazy ass booking. Bobby Lashley versus uh, Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Who ain't going to win? Drew McIntyre. Uh, <laughs> I almost want to ask who's going to win, but Bobby's walking out with that title. No, Bobby's going to win. I just think Drew's taking the fall. Oof. That gets him out the picture, which I like that too. Which then That, that part. Yeah, so then you're talking about having a feud with just Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, which Braun Strowman ain't going to win that one either. Uh, but at least you'll get you know one or two pay per view matches out of it. Here, here's what I like to what I like to see, or what I what I want to know the answer to. Should I say, 
do you put the strap on Braun to see how it how the crowd reacts to him with the belt since he was the first champion to get a belt without the crowd? Ain't no crowd, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not in the business for playing with Bobby Lashley's title reigns. So Man. no. My answer is no. A resounding no, a double no with triple cheese and special sauce. <laughs> I'm not finna play these games with you like that. No. Stop playing Absolutely games, though. <laughs> with all that talking and faking. Let's <laughs> get all this money we making. Like, no, it's it's Bobby Lashley till SummerSlam and beyond. SummerSlam better at, be at this SummerSlam better be uh in case of emergency break Brock Glass. Right. If Lesnar's <laughs> not involved, and even if Lesnar's involved. I don't necessarily have to take the, the strap off of Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam because I want to get to Survivor Series and see if we're going to end up with Roman versus Bobby because now you really want to see that. Man. <laughs> and, and, and please do not get whoever, even if it's carrying a cross, we don't want to see a triple threat match. Put that boy on the sideline. Give them their own, uh, their own little show for uh, for Survivor Series. But keep, I would, keep them I would off. Actually, I'm going to slightly disagree. I would actually take that. I just want I to see. I'm just want to see one on one matches. I don't want to see who who's the best of the three. I I agree because triple threat matches have been overdone. I'm just saying that one in particular, I wouldn't be mad at. I mean, it's but a, you see, you see how it's, much it's, it's going to be hard to top the finish of the 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 match between Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan, though. I mean that's a that's a totally different type of match because of the participants involved. This that triple threat with at Survivor Series with Lashley, Cross, and Roman would be more of a train wreck, almost like a ball <laughs> type situation. You're you're looking for someone to get smashed on because all three of them have a power based style. That's uh there was a match that Roman Reigns was in. Uh, when people thought something was wrong with him before the cancer, I forgot what match it was, but it was a triple threat match. Where he came into the match, got knocked out the match, and was out the match for almost the entire match. Came in, worked about five minutes, went back out the match, came back into the match, finished the match, and won the match. But the match lasted like twenty something minutes. I forgot what what pay per view that was. But it, this is is Roman who did this. Yeah, but this, but this is uh this is how that that's how I see that match going. Like you need to find somebody who's not going to be involved, someone that might be a little banged up. Get him out the ring, make it look like it's been a it's been a three way match, but it really uh really wasn't. If we're gonna do that, it might as well just be you know have an NXT title defense and then just let Bobby and and Roman do do what they do because I do want to see MVP and Paul Heyman go back and forth. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, and this is future book, and we can talk about this at a later date. But if you really want to open up the 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 door, the the forbidden door, if you will. And you're saying that it's open for this talent exchange with MLW. You have MLW and invade NXT around Survivor Series. I'd be up for that. Yeah, especially if you can get a, if you can get Roman happen happening to be popping up at NXT for something, and you see little Cuz walk up in there, boy, now boy, you, boy. Now, now, now you asking for too much. <laughs> now, see, now you doing you doing too much. Uh, do you do you see? And before I go to this last match, do you see uh, Jacob Fatu losing the belt anytime soon between now and at the earliest July for the for the uh, season premiere of MLW on Vice? 
I would have to look at some current TV to see how they're building different people. But if I just had to pick, the answer is no. Well, there is no there is no current TV. I think the next thing we're going to see on Vice for MLW is going to be the draft. That's I think that's this coming Saturday. Which I, I'm I'm very intrigued for this whole draft. Situation. I can't wait. I, I we we're definitely going to be talking about that. That's going to be a high high level of discussion for next show, next week's show. Um, you know that's that's one of those things we made famous over here is drafting. Yes, and then speaking uh, of speaking of which, it's about that time again. Oh, who it's going to be? This was this was going to be. It, it's not going to be as much crate digging as as it was the first time around. But we, I, I don't I don't I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at making this happen. Um, last match on the pay per view, we have uh, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, taking on someone who was so long overdue on a title match. It's going to be a shame that he's about to be his name is about to be said again for the wrong reasons. Cesaro, <laughs> Cesaro for the, the transporter. <laughs> Here we go, crank. Crank two, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> All right, I'm done. That's, that's All right. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of that, um, that that movie that he that he's just in, uh, Wrath of Man, pretty fire, pretty fire. Um, R- Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Universal Championship. So who ain't the Expendables. Win. <laughs> The Megalodon. <laughs> I forgot about the Meg that fast. Me- mechanic. <laughs> Homefront. What? What's that? Death Race. Mechanic <laughs> Resurrection. <laughs> Parker. Now you just now you just going to IMDb. <laughs> no, I just did a random Google search though. Okay. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, who's gonna win? Oh, who ain't gonna win? Uh, whoever ain't named Roman Reigns. Unfortunately, ain't got time to play with y'all about this. <laughs> and that's uh, that's no and that's and that's how you, we play. You know who ain't gonna win? We have our own um, King of the Ring tournament coming up, and uh, we, we're going to sprinkle it. We, we just know it's going to get done. We're going to sprinkle it on you though. We don't know when we're going to drop that bad boy, but it's, it's going to get dropped. Just know that. Um. Next week we're gonna be talking about the MLW draft. We'll we'll probably preview our draft. Um, we got to talk about the Roman Reigns' new music. And uh, was there anything else we had on the table so far? Uh, and actually, naturally, we'll recap uh, WrestleMania Backlash. X. So I I think we'll I think we're good. All right, show at BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. That's BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 And, uh, yeah, please don't hesitate to holler at us. Uh, Ron Murray, what up? Uh, Petty Messiah, what up? If you're in the DFW area on the 22nd, uh, SWE Fury will be back in the building. We'll be back in the city. And uh, they have rolled out the red carpet for us yet again for a star-studded event. A meet and greet plus a TV taping for SWE Fury. Check them out on YouTube. Shouts out Tony Snow. Shouts out the commissioner, uh, Peanut Head, uh, Theodore R. Long. 
yo, who who made a surprise appearance on SmackDown last week <laughs> out of nowhere. He told you he couldn't talk about it. He, he didn't, and there was a and there was a reason why. But he, which, which led me to say Kayfabe ain't dead. These hoes just scared. Factual, actual study show. Suave, do me a favor. Yes, sir. Enjoy your weekend. Take us to the uh-huh. house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. And that's how we do that right there. Like the worst podcast on earth. That's what we do. Eat my burak. <laughs>